Welcome back to the Order of the Hireman podcast. Um, I'm Chris. It's Jerry. Well, I was thinking we could talk about uh, a warrior like that inspires us, someone from the past that you know we kind of know about, but we don't really think about, and like kind of go a little bit more into his history, his past, and see why that's relevant to the modern age. So we're going to talk about Julius Caesar for a bit, the great czar, and not we're not talking about Caesar's palace. For all you Vegas fiends. <laughs> the, the gambling degenerates. <laughs> I'm not talking about his little pyramid in, yeah. in Vegas. We're talking about true power and masculinity that ran a dictatorship and also um, uh, shared power of the uh, Roman Republic. It was uh, something that has probably been long forgotten in modern society, but I think uh, can be resurrected by uh, other masculine men uh, such as us. We want to talk about him and uh, the kind of power he had and how he, you know, fought amongst uh, his people that he also trusted but also hated. He was a, a land lover. He was one of the greatest military commanders to walk the earth, and that was well documented throughout history. I think everybody respected his abilities to uh, move an army or, or talk to control other guys and make sure that they would fall in line with his ideas. I have a, I have a, a thought on that. Okay, I was reading about him and his aunt was married to a guy named Marius. And Marius was like a plebeian or like a common man. So he was older than Caesar. So Caesar kind of looked at the way he was and how he wasn't totally aristocratic and that he actually kind of cared about more what the people wanted. So I think he started molding himself after that. Caesar himself was from the Julian clan and um, it was a very ancient Roman family, probably going back to all the way to the start of the Republic. So he he had really ancient ties, but they had no money, really. He didn't have any cash, but all he had was his name and his honor. And that's a lot of times that all these guys used to have, unless they form like uh, political alliances. Like you were mentioning earlier, they formed the triumvirate, him, Pompey, and Crassus. But that happened later after all of his military victories. But mm-hmm. keep going. I mean, just that whole time era was basically revolved around his intelligence. I mean... I'd say the common intelligence. You got to think of the architecture of that time. Their modern plumbing. They had bathhouses. They had the Circus Maximus. I think that is the most yeah. interesting um, thing to go on at that time. Having a war, basically, of of men and horses and elephants, and then it basically ended with a riot. There was a riot, and then they sacrificed two people at the very end of that, and that was that was the end of the show, which I thought was pretty interesting and very. Uh, bc yeah it's, it's totally we don't even understand it that's the age of aries yeah the very end it's like just straight warfare <laughs> like yeah. life was cheap you know life was very cheap back then caesar is different because like people look back at him and even like you know napoleon and just many great men look back at caesar and they don't even believe a man like him existed like He's definitely the total man, the at man, uh, just the highest iteration of masculinity. He was a great orator. He was a great writer. He was a diplomat. He was intelligent. He was physical. He was brutal. He, he could fight. He commanded men. He had the respect of his men. He was well-loved. 
Uh, he also did cultivate a lot of hate because towards the end of his uh, dictatorship, he he wanted he wanted to become dictator for life, and he and he was allowed that. But they didn't like that because Rome was a republic, and they wanted to keep it for the people, right? They they didn't think it should be down to just one man. They didn't want to return to the kings because of the whole Etruscan kings. They had freed themselves of of that hundreds of years before, and they didn't want to go down that route again. They ended up obviously becoming an empire anyway under his nephew. So <laughs> they killed him on the Ides of March for pretty much no reason. But Caesar's totally, he's somebody that needs to be studied, especially anybody that's interested in masculinity. You can go on and on about him. His book, The Gaelic Wars, you can go pick it up. I mean, it, it's at the store. If you want to know what Caesar thought or, or how he commanded, how warfare was uh, done back then, what the Germanic tribes were like, what they ate, how they they ran their societies. Don't listen to these guys on Wikipedia. Why don't you read what uh, the man himself wrote, right? And that that's kind of a thing you can look like. He had the one. His most famous victory was over the Gauls, the siege of Elysia. Straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, yeah, straight from the horse's mouth. He he had a he had the king Vercingetorix cornered in this fortress city of Elysia. Well, a rider was able to. He released and he got through the Roman lines and he called all the Gaelic warriors from all across like ancient France, you know, and um, to come help this new king escape this fortified city. Well, Caesar was so cunning that he ended up building like fortifications behind him and and in front of him. So there was kind of like a no man's land that he couldn't be he wouldn't allow uh, the Gauls to escape or for him to be crushed by this oncoming army. And that's kind of where he got his most famous glorious victory because it is said at, at a very point where he was going to lose the whole battle. He walked forth in his red cloak and just started fighting hand-to-hand combat. And that rallied all his men to close a little gap where there was like a, uh, a little riverbed where they couldn't put a wall because it was a river, kind of like a moat. Well, the, the Gaelic people were entering there and they almost were going to overwhelm the Romans, but them seeing his bravery his men rallied to him and he had no he had no fear he he had the biggest red cloak to say hey i am here i'm caesar right and they respected him for that and they overcome that and they ended up uh conquering that city and uh vercingetorix the noble king that he was was led away to rome in chains probably in a triumph we don't know really what happened to him i don't think there's a lot of records but he was defeated he was a statesman. He he loved Rome and he loved his people that were there. And he started the census to keep track of the people that were within Rome because it should be Roman people. So he even started actually uh, giving money or tribute to families that were reproducing. So that's, that's something that shows that you, you love your land. You love the people that are there. And that's that's a true leader. And I think that's something we've lost in modern day. I think the last time they try to reward people for... Um, reproducing, uh, they were slammed and uh, basically dissembled and 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 hated for it. So you got to walk lightly, I guess, with um, love for your own people, which is sad. It's but, a taboo now, but yeah, it's ridiculous. And the reason why he did love his own people is because supposedly this is this backstory on Caesar is that he was, of course, from the Julian clan. Caesar itself means it's a nickname means Harry, which. Maybe his family was hairy. Who knows? But that's what it was. They were just beasts. Well, and also, 
they say he descended from Venus like his family line did. And Venus, as we know, is the morning star. So he was a son of the morning star. And a lot of people that kind of study alchemy and stuff know the relevance of that. He was he was just known for just quick thinking. His oration was amazing. Uh, obviously, military deeds. And his military deeds exceed just what he did on the battlefield. He would actually come back after fighting a battle, and he would distribute land throughout Rome to his veterans, which was a noble act of any king or, or leader of a, of a clan. But he also believed in only having ancient guilds. He thought that was something that he should, you know, keep around for a long time instead of having this subversive club. Yeah, he wanted to preserve history. Right. And that's the thing of beauty. And you know, another thing like, okay, so say you're a young guy and you're, you don't know what you're doing and you're kind of lost in reality. You're in your twenties. You're just down. Caesar was the same way, man. He was in Cadiz, Spain. He was over there. He was assigned to a province and there was a statue of Alexander the Great near the temple of Heracles. And he, he thought to himself, he recorded it. He's like, man, I've not done anything. I, this guy conquered the whole known world and I've done nothing. So when he had a chance to capitalize on any way of like making his name better or accomplishing something great, he jumped on it. And he didn't do anything much of worth until after 40. So that that's the amazing thing. And that's kind of almost like the transmutation between a boy into a man. He maybe because he was aristocratic, he hadn't suffered enough. I mean, these are ancient times. I think everybody suffered. But I, I, I feel like so much was given to him that he had to go to Spain. He had to go to Gaul. He had to see these tribes. He had to fight. And then he started realizing that, hey, I can transmute my dreams into reality. And it took him to in his 40s, and he did the impossible. It takes a lot of experience. I think he had more experience than most, and I think that's why he was held up in society as such a, a head figure within Rome. And you got to think, though, too, man. 40 years old back then was old. Yeah. The, the life expectancy back then was probably like 50-something, you know? It's crazy. Whether it had been people dying from war, uh, famine, or disease. So for him to transform at the age of 40 and just become a total badass and warrior, I think that's I think that's pretty fucking amazing. That'd be like me at the age of 60. Like, all right, time yeah. to go fucking work some shit. And I just start, like, just... Mauling people over, and it's rare. It's rare, <laughs> but those men do exist. And um, Pizarro is another guy. He was like 52, 53 when he took down the Incas. It's it, it happens, but it ha- it's a special man. Yeah, I couldn't imagine doing that th- at like the age of sixty. Like, man, I'm gonna be like broke everywhere. Like, my hips gonna be all <laughs> yeah dislocated no, sure. and shit. My shoulders gonna be fucked. My ankle, you know, that's probably gonna fall off. It's it's also crazy, like. Rome was so political, almost like now, that it was way worse, obviously. you just get assassinated or killed because, you know, you had rival political factions. But he was so famous because of his uh, victories that a lot of guys that were still in Rome didn't like him. They were afraid of him. They were worried about his power, right? He had legions behind him. His command was about to end in Gaul, and he knew that he was kind of, like, looked at speculatively. They really didn't understand what his next move was going to be. So even understanding what your next move is not going to be is almost tantamount to treason back then. His, one of his most famous acts is like crossing the Rubicon. They had an ancient law in Rome where you could not bring a legion of Rome past that was, that was supposed to be on the outskirts or like guarding the frontier past the river Rubicon. Well, he chose to do this. So 
the famous remark was the die is cast. Like, whatever happens, happens, because it's a gamble at that point. He could, just doing that, him and his whole legion could be put to death, his legions, right? But he chose to do that anyway, and now history was written. And that's a little tale for every man out there. Like, man, you have to risk it. Go big or go home. This guy gained everything. We're talking about him thousands of years later. Push the boundaries. Exactly right. For sure. And that's how you make history, is yeah. by pushing boundaries and seeing exactly where your will can take you. And you know, it kind of feels wrong at first. You kind of don't think you should do it, and then you do it, and then your name is uttered forever. It's, it's pretty amazing. And that's many men like Julius, or not like Julius Caesar, but they're very similar in pushing boundaries. Well, he had a lot of guys around him that, like Mark Antony was was like his right-hand man. He had guys that were loyal to him to the end. But, you know, of course, because it, it being a republic at the time, they didn't like the power that he exerted over Rome. And we can sit from this lens of reality and, and say, oh, well, we liked it or not. But we weren't there. So we can only kind of dissect it from this viewpoint, if it was right or wrong to assassinate him. Um, me, <laughs> looking at the United States, I, I would take a king over the republic we have now. But that's where I'm at. Uh, you can't even call it a republic. That's now, why man. I say that. If it was a yeah. functioning republic, I would say a republic. Yeah. If it was a true republic and it was functioning, yeah, yeah, we'd I'd be like, let's take the republic. I mean, the republic is good, but now it's like it's almost like a democracy. Yeah, it's it it's is a democracy, it's, and it's ridiculous. It's voting by popularity now. It's yeah. not. It's not voting through any type of means or or intelligence and it in the it's by emotion in the in a five second talk with any of the people you meet on the street will tell you that's not a good idea no, it's because just not good if you replace the population that's currently there with a, a mass of others that are obviously going to vote in a certain way then the system is rigged oh right? well that's true of course we know that but i mean i'm just talking about just any american really most of them like they really they don't know a whole lot of a hell about politics right i mean nobody does particularly and that that's basically a failure because we don't even know how these guys are passing laws the average person, unless they look into it, we're, we're totally inept. They don't even read the own laws that they're writing. I know. Or they're passing. That's well, the, the problem. The laws that they come up with, they, they're like 100,000 pages of whatever they're trying to pass. So it's you, you get a certain amount of time to read it before it's actually yeah, decided I, upon. I it's like, okay, well, I don't even have enough time, like physical time to read through this to make a, a, a knowledge-based decision. Dude, I think the, I think the last bill that they are they're trying to pass the infrastructure bill already passed like 2700 pages or see shit. that's silly yeah that's larger than most books that have ever been written who typed it out where they get what this the information fuck? from and how'd you drag it out to yeah. 1700 yeah, and that's, pages and that, yeah that's and that's part of the and that's the bureaucracy yes. of the democracy it's it's all this red tape and nobody nobody knows what's going on the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing and that's where guys like caesar yeah were needed to consolidate power at some time mm -hmm. Because in dictatorships, we're, we have this weird thing like, we, whoa, we can't do that. We can't do that. Sulla was a dictator. Um, Quintilius. There was a lot of them in Rome. And what they would do is write the ship, and then they, they'd give the power back. Washington was another guy that literally had standing command over an army, absolute power. It hadn't been happened, done in centuries, and he gave back power. But during Caesar's time, would you really call it a true dictatorship, though? Because even though he had senators, you know, he well, had... Well, I think they had, like, most... They had, had most like, executive power. 
but but they would give it back because they they truly believed in those ideas. Rome was the idea like was he, he had, what America he had used to be. Advisors and every, everything too, right? Like yeah. there was checks yeah. and balances in place for sure. Yeah, so I wouldn't necessarily call it a true dictator in in that sense. Like yeah, I, yes, he was a dictator, so he had that. Um, but the, power, but the word control. was different. The word was yeah, meant different. It, would, yeah, it, it was be. more like like that's our king. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't absolute power. You still had the Senate. Right. You, you didn't. The Senate really didn't get totally ineffective till way late in the empire. They were still there, even when you had empire emperors. But um, that just shows a lot of like times they would kill a lot of the senators, but they still existed. I think we should that should be bring that back. That should be fashionable again. Yeah, but that shows you that we don't evolve as humans like as crazily as we think we are. It's 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 more the technology that evolves, and and we still use the same constructs that were used in BC times. Obviously, well, yeah. we still have senates and. Well, it was the best system that gave the most amount of freedom, I think, and that's why Jefferson and them copied it because right. it was a good it was a good template. It was, but on the Julius Caesar thing, man, you just think about him. I mean, this guy, he conquered a lot of. Uh, the Gauls and the Romans, the Gauls actually had sacked Rome before. And uh, so there's a lot of animosity between the Romans and the Gauls, and it was a point of pride to destroy them. And that, that's kind of what would go on back then. But Caesar, man, he there's also a story about Caesar getting captured by pirates. You heard that one? Uh-uh. From Sicily? Yeah. He gets captured by pirates, and he, he tells them, I'm from the Julian clan, I'm Julius Caesar. And he, he just instructed them what to do. He never lost his like aristocratic noble bearing, right? He was telling them what to do and uh, treating them kind of like his servants. And then they were playing along because they thought he was a joke. And he, he would tell them every once in a while, I'm going to have you guys crucified. And they also said, well, we're going to put up a ransom for you. And it was way too low. And he was like, you better ask for more money. You don't know who I am, right? That's hilarious. And he's like, when I escape from here, or when I'm ransomed, I will come back and I will crucify you guys. And they're like laughing. They think he's a joke. Well, he ends up getting ransomed out. And he, he sails right back to the island where those guys were at. They're still there because they're not very smart. And he crucifies them. <laughs> that's, that's Caesar. That's sick. That's fucking badass. True story, dude. I mean, silly Sicilians. <laughs> yeah, what were they thinking? <laughs> well, you got to think, man. Those Sicilians, man, because they're on their own little fucking island, even though they're right. still technically a part of Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on their own little island, and a lot of those people were like exiled to that island. Yeah, and Sicily was um, a breadbasket of Italy, and also I think Sicily is one of the most conquered islands on the planet. Yeah. Well, it's because it, you know, it's it sits in between. Yeah. There's Italy, there's Greece, there's Spain, yeah. right in the Mediterranean, right there, and then you have the northern parts of Africa. And and then you think, well, the proofs in the pudding about Caesar, man, he got Cleopatra, yeah. he got the Pharaoh of Egypt as his lady. Like, I mean, the guy, the guy was amazing. He and also had four wives throughout yeah. his lifetime. Pretty. Yeah. Good. Caesar was okay. If you were a well-known warrior back then, that was normal, though. To have multiple yes. wives. To have multiple wives, yeah. Because yeah. that was your sole purpose was to try to pass on your genes. Reproduce. Yeah. And the thing about it, too, with, like, a man, a higher man, an at man, a total man, if you get to a certain point in the apogee of just the people that you surround yourself, the men, and in society in general, like Nietzsche says, morality actually shifts towards your paradigm. That's why you see all these guys doing these weird things, and you're like, how are they getting away with that? Because morality of normal humans does not apply to, like, Caesar. Mm-hmm. And that's where that's at. Then you will set the construct because you are the one that's uh, in charge of everything. 
like I think Napoleon had a quote like there are no laws if you win or you, you know what I mean you, you're not breaking a law if you're the one that wins like it's just because right. you're gonna set the laws well, when you're in you're in there you're like, like that's not I didn't break the law I'm, I won you know yeah there's no such thing as a fair fight when you're fighting for your life yeah well, who's gonna tell you different yeah. when you win when you're the winner of like a great battle or a war nobody's gonna tell you different because then you're no. at the end of their sword yeah right they and, decide your yeah fight. and when you're the winner you can you can establish the fucking rules or laws. Right, because you're the top of the dominance hierarchy. The loser, the loser's fucking dead. What are they gonna fucking say? Right, and and of course we all know uh, the Ides of March. uh, Julius Caesar was assassinated because he had become dictator for life. He was just about to leave for where was it? Parthia. He was going somewhere. Maybe to avenge Crassus. He was about to leave for a big campaign, and before he left, like days before he left, they killed him. And Brutus was part of the uh, assassins. Uh, Longinus. Brutus was descended from one of the guys that actually killed the ancient Etruscan kings that used to rule over the Romans. Lucius Tarquinius Superbus was the last Etruscan king. Yeah, like I said, read read Julius Caesar's The Gaelic Wars. Very cool. Like he'll he'll tell you about the Germanic tribes, the Cherusi, the Aramani. It's just cool, man. And, and back in those times, yeah. to like solidify power, it was kind of interesting how they gave away like their family members, like their yeah, they great would do nieces. hostages. Yes, they would do hostage trading or like tribute. Like it's so, crazy. if I if Caesar got your tribe, he automatically would take some of your children. It's that was nuts. just the way it was done because you're gonna you're gonna acquiesce to Rome's might, or you're not having your kids back. Or if you wanted like a like a so these guys now they're always talking, oh fascism and oh we can't oh these guys they have no clue of what's going on there what's happened in the past so they I don't know they're like hiding under their beds it's weird yeah no context in their in their parents basement or in their some parents shit. basement it's sitting in the fucking dark and like oh my god Wikipedia yeah these guys are gonna take this away like if, uh, do you know Julius Caesar then no you don't know what's going on. I don't even know Julius Caesar that much. You know, it's like, but I know the premise. Yeah. I know enough. To no, yeah. All right. The dude was total badass and he would just chop your fucking head off. You fucking crossed him. Yeah. He was, he was, he was. <laughs> that's equal- all that mattered to me though. That's, he, that's all that matters to me anyway. <laughs> was equally cunning and equally um, brutal. And that honestly right. used to be the European archetype. That sweet spot of physical and brilliant. Now they tell us, no, you got to be a nerd if you work out your meathead. Not true. You got Charles Martel. You got uh, Richard the Lionheart. You got Caesar. You have Alexander the Great. You have Napoleon. I mean, he's still riding a horse and getting down, doing artillery right. uh, arrangements. Uh, that's very physical work. So these men in the past, they've had that. They've had that duality where they were physical and mental. I don't know why our culture, our modern culture, is always saying like, "Oh, if you work out, you're a meathead, and if you're physical, you're a dumb jock." That that is a total misnomer, and anybody listening, don't believe that. We need to exercise and be strong physically, and also be sharp mentally. That all the great men of the past that share our genes, they they had those qualities in spades. Yep. They use that against us and try to use our qualities as a toxic trait, which is. Yeah, toxic masculinity. Like yeah. Caesar's the most toxic masculine guy on the planet. It, it, they try to use our own, like I said, our own characteristics against us. They they say that you know working out is bad. They're trying to make us weak because they want us to right. totally negate what we're who we are and and use it against us. They, that's not a weapon. Our own power is not a weapon towards us. That's 
ridiculous. And that's why you got to look back at some of these ancient men and like understand what was possible and who they were. You may never become that guy, but you got to really second guess like a lot of your doubt. These men had doubt. He had a lot of doubt in himself. He didn't do anything like really till he was after 40. And then he came into his own and he really couldn't do much wrong after that. But that's rare. But in any aspect of your life, you can pull it off. You know, if you, whether it's financial, physical, or you know, mastering a, a, a trade, it Julius, can be done. Julius Caesar was not taking a booster shot. Oh, also, he didn't take vaccines. He had a, he also had epilepsy, supposedly. Oh, yeah. yeah, I heard about and, that. And uh, yeah. still taking down Cleopatra. He didn't care. Mm. Well, <laughs> his, his epileptic seizures, man, were making him fuck really good. <laughs> <laughs> It's all convulsing. <laughs> She's like getting off on it, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's crazy, man. Like you, you think about men like that. And now you look at us now where like those guys never asked, they took. And they prayed to their gods for more strength. Yes. We're sitting be- here like asking Dr. Fauci for more leadership. Yeah. This guy's over here making a statue of himself and becoming something that's never been seen before. And we're asking for permission and begging and From pleading. our own government. To, to not take a shot. Hey, please, can I not take a shot, bro? Please? No, dude. You either yeah. take the jab or you lose your job. Yeah, I don't ask for for permission for much. That's why guys like us that like revere Caesar and these other men in history, we kind of try to go more in line with that template. The soy boys and the... Uh, soy virgin. The left- soy virgin freaking liberal leftist. <laughs> You guys can keep eating your uh, beta bitches miracle burger or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't or know. Impossible burger. Yeah, yeah. impossible burger. Beta cup you boys. can have fucking, that, dude. Fucking vegans. Also, real. Since we're on that note, like, what, what's what's your diet, Chris? Let's go with the diet right now. Everything. Well, me, I'm like, I mostly eat protein, fibers, meat, um, chicken, fish, uh, some veggies, broccoli, kale. You know, just some greens, uh, water, some greens. tea, coffee, whiskey, beer, champion diet. There you go. Sorry, I don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know that was that was similar Eggs. to my uh, my my diet in the Marine Corps. Well, dude, that's you look at the Germanics, the Germanic tribes when they're talking about them in the Gaelic Wars. That's all they ate. Like I drink and sh- honey. I, now that I'm looking back at it, dude, I, I drank a lot of fucking beer in the Marine Corps. Whoa. I'm like, fuck, I should probably be dead right now, but what? I was I was the opposite. I was jacked. I was fucking jacked. Dude, I, mean, I smoked you guys, a ton of cigarettes. You, go, and I was still you guys know the backstory of what I did in the Marine Corps, and I'm not gonna divulge into that publicly. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I was I was a jacked motherfucker, and yeah. I just ate I ate everything. Well, that's the thing when you're burning all those calories, you can eat a lot more if you're not expending the calorie. That you you know you have a degree in that. You know, it's like, but you also got to go by these trends, dude. So just because something, the vegan thing, let's go off on this just for a second. Just because you feel this is right doesn't mean it's right. You look at the way humans evolved. We were eating meat for hundreds of thousands of years. Now you got an emotion that tells you not to. You're going to follow the emotion. What it does to your health, right? Right. It's not good for you. Dude, I just had a blood test the other day. I never go to the doctor. And I had to go get a checkup. And they're like, yeah, your blood works good. And I don't even tell them my diet because I'm like, I don't care. The way I see it is if you have a diet that runs more in line with makes you feel better and you don't live as long, who cares, man? You want to be 100 years old? What's wrong with these guys? Like, who wants to live to be that old? It's nuts. Dude, I mean, I, I write off anybody who, who eats my food's food. You know what I mean? I eat a fucking cow and you're eating my cow's food? Fuck you. 
That's <laughs> he goes you're, the opposite. You're, you're taken away from me now. He's all you. You better quit eating their greens. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I wonder if so. vegans and vegetarians know that plants actually have a consciousness. If they found out that it had a consciousness, do you think they would still eat it? Well, or do you I know think they would just some, wither away. Well, you know, mushrooms do. I know. Oh, I know mushrooms have a consciousness. Yeah, they talk to each other. They're the they're the oldest uh they're actually really closely related to humans and they they can They're the oldest living organism on the planet that probably has consciousness and Earth. they know that. There's like this one mushroom patch in Oregon that's like like miles wide and they they know that there's neurons firing. So Heroes stop doing that, vegans. Quit attacking these poor plants. Their consciousness don't like it. <laughs> They're screaming as you're eating them. <laughs> but yeah. going back to Caesar, going back to Julius yeah. Caesar. Let's go back. Uh, the interesting thing about uh, the fall of the Roman Republic, once the empire kind of took control, um, a lot of their people actually started adopting Christianity within Rome, which I think kind of broke well, down under, their construct. That was under Augustus. He, he ushered in the Pax Romana, one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, there was a second one under the second triumvirate. What was that? What would you call that? The tri- triumvirate. Triumvirate. He, yeah. he had the second triumvirate. It was him and his two other buddies. That you know, very similar similar story with Julius and or Augustus. They they had very similar lives. No, no, they do. And that well, because they all what, hail from the yeah. same clan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Caesar is very interesting. The name, right? All the um, the emperors started taking the surname of Caesar mm-hmm. because it, it became synonymous with kingmanship or, you know, a dictator or an emperor. And uh, all the way throughout time. In Germany, in World War One, you had the Kaiser. Kaiser. Yeah. In Russia, you have the Tsar, which is Caesar. So those names um, kind of last all the way till now. And that's why we kind of uh, still revere Caesar. Every... Uh, industrialized civilization that thinks they're civilized tries to model themselves after rome and caesar has a big part to do with that let's go the julius caesar way why don't we configure as men of groups and and actually go against the 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 state or go against the the government entirely i i know that's probably like conspiring and they could probably lock me up for that but um well yeah because nowadays you'd be considered a terrorist if you did that but in reality man that's what our forefathers did no it is they would be considered a terrorist and they they still considered them terrorists back then but you know what look at look at that's the thing about it's crazy about when they signed that Declaration of Independence and John Hancock, that's the whole thing. He put it so loud, so huge and loud. It's to like, say, lock hey. me up, dude. Well, they knew that if they got caught, it was death. And I don't know what it was. Like, We'd have to look up the data on that. But I think it was like 20-something guys that signed that. Like 13 of them like, either got all their property confiscated, burned to the ground, or a lot of them got hanged. So a lot of them paid the ultimate price. And I think most of us are yeah. willing to do that if it's if it's for freedom because we understand what's coming. We are literally being put under the the iron thumb of these people. They they're dictating whether or not you work, whether or not you you can feed your family. It is ridiculous. They are dictating what your freedom is, and that's not what it means to be a human being. Yeah. No, we know that, but I, I'm sorry to go off on a tangent. That's not about Julius Caesar whatsoever. But fuck, Julius Caesar would not have let this happen. No. And not in Rome, not to his people. There was no way. He loved his people too much. He was trying to figure out ways to give them more freedoms. He treated his nation with respect. Yes. And its citizens, for sure. Yes. I mean, fuck, dude. They got roads that are still... You're still able to ride on them today. And that was in BC times. Yeah. 40-something BC, 50 BC. And we got roads that can't even last fucking 10 years in this country. 
Like uh, we also have new vehicles. But the thing is, people are driving on those roads today in Rome. That's amazing. Or in Italy. With cars. Yeah. That's amazing. With cars. Yeah, it's true. That is true. And a lot of the aqueducts were still in use. I don't know how many, but some still are in use. And uh, you got people's plumbing going out after like six years in these new houses. Oh, the cast iron you pipes, know? dude. That yeah. was probably the worst idea ever. That was the worst thing. Just, just thinking of how much we have digressed. And that's the thing with the progressives. Like, I, I was on Instagram, and a girl I know, she's a brilliant woman, but she always argues with me. She's like, we're progressing, we're progressing. I'm like, are we, though? Like, why do the Romans have these things that lasted for thousands of years, and we don't? Because obviously we're not progressing in some areas. Maybe we are in other areas. I'll entertain that. But the the proof is there. And The human being. We yeah. need to focus on the human being. There's not actual progression within the human well, being. Well, it has to start with the individual. Correct. The individual spirals out to the group. But and if like every to- individual is low and a piece of garbage, you will get that reality reflected in society. What about badass red cloak, armor with all kinds of... I, I think... I don't know if it was him or I think it was Alexander the Great that had Apollo on there. Dude, they had like all kinds of imagery on there. Like, dude, that is... He wore a crown. He wore a crown. If you wore a crown, then chances are you you were the guy. Well, you know where that kind of started was the loyal laurel wreath of victory. And then you, the crown is kind of the ultimate sign of victory. A king is like a father figure to a whole nation. It, it's almost like that archetype metaphysically has to steward reality. He's the center of that whole universe. And if he's, he's not truth. noble, yeah, he's the truth. If he's not the truth incarnate, then he's nothing. And Caesar, as far as we can look back from this lens, he was the truth incarnate. That's why there's so much war around him and battling because he, he gave them a new way to go and that's the way they went. And at that, at that time, they needed it. They had a lot of civil wars going on and he, uh, he kind of like put the rudder back in place of the ship and it started going in a direction. He put the power in the people, and in return, those people gave him, you know, the dictatorship or, you know, some kind of power to lead those people. So it's all about trust, and I, I think right now what we're seeing is is a lack of trust in the people that we would usually trust to take care of the nation's people. And oh, right they don't now, care. They care more about China. Do you well, think? Do you think that freaking uh, Caesar was making these backhanded deals with like Parthia or any of these other uh, outskirt countries like barbarians. No, his whole thing was Rome. The idea that was Rome. We used to have an idea that was America, but nobody remembers it anymore. We don't have these type of men like in a large scale anymore. So that's the reality we're creating. So each of you guys listening, start to look up some of these men. Look at how they live their lives. Like, and then us by reading about them, we can maybe slightly transforms our transform ourselves to something better and maybe we can change reality it might be small might take a long time sharpen your sword sharpen your sword sharpen your sword get ready for war because we don't know what's going to be coming in in near times we have to gather we have to we have to make sure that we have a, a, a some kind of trust between a group of men because if if we're not there for each other then the demons from the underworld are going to take over and this is the thing on that the whole the whole war thing as far as I can tell, we're already at war. Like, it's just one side hasn't started yet. Yeah. It's just you're still allowed to go to Walmart. Well, yeah. and that's the thing. If the other side starts it, it's going to be brutal. Because we end it. We end things. We're known as a people to end wars. But the problem is that, um, what I've been saying for a while, the left is purged every 
and the purge of the government, COVID is a ploy or COVID is a means to do so. You're going to get the religious types, the right wingers, you get the hippie girls with the rocks. All those people don't want to get the get the shots and they don't have jobs. The free thinkers, basically. The free thinkers are the people that have like a, a God or gods they, they believe in, which they exist above and outside of a governmental sphere. And the government doesn't want that. They don't want you to have religion. They don't want you to believe in something that's more divine than what Fauci says. They don't want anything powerful. That's outside of their sphere of influence. Correct. Because they, they want to control com- you. They want complete and total control. And that's where they can't have the metaphysical realm. And they know that, so we have to fight them. What do you think would happen to Caesar if he was like, you know what, I'm going to listen to what the Senate says? He would have died long before his assassination. They they probably would have killed him if he would have came back to Rome without his legions. And he knew that. And he would have had no men to follow him into battle. He would have been just another fucking dweeb. And I bet you you he, he prayed to Jupiter Maximus before he crossed the Rubicon and he asked for his favor. And, he, and Jupiter answered. And that's the thing. Sometimes you got to have a little uh, communion with your God or your gods and pick the course of action that you feel is right. Because instinct, it's there for a reason. It didn't evolve over 10,000, 20,000, 100,000 years for no reason. You have to believe in it. And that those are the signs telling you you, you are on the right path. That's what I think. And if you leave it up to a man to dictate your, your morality or your life, you're, you're weak. Well, they're making up their own morality. Right. It's new every day. Right. Like, who can keep up with these changes, man? I'm like, everybody has uh, the pronouns in their bio. I, I still, like, I'm kind of well-read. I don't I don't know what's going on with that. I still don't understand. Are you multiple people? What is happening here? Community. But we, we went off on a little rant there, but go back to Caesar. Uh, just read up on him a little bit. And if you guys like this, uh, reach out to us on the Order of the Higher Man Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can DM me, man, like. Put comments or anything, we'll respond to them. We got our email, the order yeah. of the higher man at gmail.com. We got our Facebook. However, you'd like to reach out to us, we're there. Uh, if you want to call us out on some of our uh, Julius Caesar facts, uh, please do so. I, I like constructive criticism, I like to better myself. So, if you see a fault in our podcast, let us know. Yeah, we'll take that into consideration. Or any topics you want to hear, throw them out there. Yeah. But don't address yourself by your gender first, please. <laughs> He's all, I am yeah. he, she, uh, but I don't even know what they do. We'll, we'll totally just, disregard I'm that. a polka yeah. dot bow tie. Like, yeah, actually, no don't shit. care. But yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, I guess we can wrap up on that. I'm that's a, all he, she wrote. That's it for this episode. <laughs> I'm Chris. I'm Jerry. I'm Will. Will.